for the Locked On Diamondbacks podcast. Here, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You already know who you're listening to today. It's Miller Thomas, the host of this podcast. I'm graduating pretty soon, and I'm going to need a job, so go please check out my website, millerthomas24.myportfolio.com. On there, you can see all my latest work from my graphics and my photos, my packages and my articles. You can see my resume on there, so please go check that out. For today's show, unfortunately, the the Locked On Giants host was busy today, but don't worry. I got continued conversation, part two of my talk with Jenna, the host of the Locked On Rockies. So you're going to want to stick around for that because that's going to be the whole episode today. We're going to be talking about a lot of different things from uh, who would I rather have, Blackman or Marte, Cattell Marte or Trevor Story. We'll talk about whether she thinks Nolan Arenado is going to get traded. And then she'll ask me a few questions as well, like whether I think the D-backs had good enough offseason to overtake the Dodgers and what's our biggest weakness and a whole bunch more. So stay tuned for that. But first, if your company is interested in reaching men between the ages of 18 and 44, Your company should be sponsoring this podcast, Locked On Diamondbacks, and listened to by 98% men and 80% between the ages of 18 and 44. So if you want men in that age range, this is your spot. Plus, our rates are the most reasonable around. Email me at LockedOnDiamondbacks at gmail.com to find out more. Now, here's that conversation between Jenna and I, uh, host of the Locked On Rockies. We saw Mookie Betts get traded this offseason. And then we actually saw Nolan Arenado talk about the disrespect that he felt from the Rockies and the trade rumors. So do you can you see the Rockies making a move like the Red Sox and moving off of uh, Nolan Arenado? Honestly, I from what I've heard, that's not the direction they're heading. They want Nolan to be a Rocky for the entire season. That's from what I've heard, just rumblings around um, people who have – been at spring training who have been in the locker room and the clubhouse, whatever. Um, But I think it really all depends on how strong this team comes out and plays. And I think that they need to show Nolan that they are equipped to play good defense. They're going to put good starters out there who are going to go six, seven innings and get you through this game. And then I think one of the things that they're most uh, focused on is creating more, base runners, right? Getting on base more, on base percentage, um, and just actually capitalizing on that and proving to Nolan that uh, that they can produce offense. And I actually did my episode yesterday on how many men they le- left on base and that statistic and just why it can be seen as a positive thing that the Rockies are leaving a lot of guys on base because um, that means that they're producing offense, you know? And Nolan is a great offensive producer he I mean I was at his father's day game where he hit a walk-off for the cycle it was amazing um he's an amazing baseball player it's it's really I take it for granted sometimes in moments like today where I'm not watching any baseball and I should be um I it just is crazy to think about some of the stuff I've gotten to see Nolan do in his career so far but I I think Nolan wants to see that he just needs to be the cleanup guy. Like he just wants to hit sack flies and uh, knock guys in, but there have to be runners on. And that was something that they struggled with last year. And thus far in spring training games, they looked pretty good. Um, and you're getting a lot more offensive production from a couple of guys, David Dahl, 
um, Ryan McMahon, obviously. And then you have a couple of their AAA guys that I think will break in, including Jonathan Daza. I think he'll have a good year, uh, especially at the plate. He's kind of learned last year, got to play enough games up in the major leagues on how to wait for pitches and just prepare for a major league pitcher uh, better. So I think he'll actually have a good year this year. Maybe Hilliard too. Hilliard looked pretty good in a couple games. And then they got a new guy, Elias Diaz, who's probably going to be their backup catcher. He's going to produce a lot of offense for them too. So um, I think I think if Nolan sees that that is happening, um, he'll stick it out. He's a, he's a, for all the there's no loyalty in sports nowadays. Nolan Arenado is a loyal guy. He's loyal to the Rockies, and he he has been he wants to be here too. You know, he wouldn't have signed that deal if he didn't want to be here. Yeah, Arenado definitely got paid. He's on a pretty big contract. He's getting like almost he's getting like near 35 million a year but I definitely think he's he's one of those guys worth it and even though it's a long-term deal he's still gonna be 35 when it's up so it's not you can still produce and be an elite level MLB player at the age of 35 and I'm surprised he hasn't won an MVP uh yet in his career I definitely think he'll at least win one before he calls it quits because I'm looking at Arenado's numbers here since uh 2015 he's basically been a 300 hitter 39 bombs over 100 ribbies over 100 runs scored so pretty consistent you know he brings you that elite level defense for the Rockies though I would say one of those silver linings for the team is their pitchers ages because uh it looks like a lot of their starting pitchers are pretty young honestly uh Herman Marquez is 24 uh Peter Lambert 22 Kyle Freeland 26 so you guys you still have a lot of room to grow so maybe you just chalk up uh last season to last year and just kind of forget about it. They didn't pitch, you know, none of them pitch over 150 innings. So it's not like uh, they they had a ton of experience last year. And hopefully it was just uh, yeah. a lost season. But do you think, let's say in 2020, the uh, the Rockies have another lost season? Do you think that trade meter for Nolan Arenado moves a little? Let's say the Rockies are at a three right now in terms of confidence in trading Arenado do you think maybe it moves to a five if they have another loss season oh absolutely if if they come out slow which is going to be really interesting with this short season um if that's the direction they go um because then uh, there's going to be lots of changes and I don't think uh, I think the short season jacks with all of it right like now they I don't think Nolan will be traded at all if it was a regular long season um, I would have said at the trade le- deadline, depending where they were at the trade deadline, they'd probably try to deal him. But it just seems like it's going to be a shorter season anyways. I don't see them like trying to squeeze in all of those games. There's just no way like the weather won't cooperate in enough places for that to happen unless they're going to do like the safe site situation that they've been talking about. So I just don't see it happening with the short season that – Thank you, coronavirus. You gave us Nolan Arenado one more year. <laughs> yeah, do you think the short season at least could be like a blessing in disguise for those pitchers last year who had injury woes at least? You know, maybe it'll keep them a little bit fresher this year now that, they're, now that there's less games? Yeah, honestly, I think it's going to be a positive thing for the league in general. I think this is like an opportunity for them to capitalize on the fact that they've been wanting to try out a shorter season They've been wanting to see like what will make the game more 2020 more popular to, you know, the younger crowd. This could be it. This could be their chance. So they might as well um, use it. And it's definitely a blessing. I mean, look at the NFL. Like they don't want to sign off on 
game 17 or something like that, right? That's what they're arguing yeah. about. So why would we, you know, I what's going to happen is the players are going to like the shorter season and they're, there's no stronger CBA than the Players Union for the baseball. We'll be right back with more conversation between Jenna and I after this quick message. Do you hate stepping on the scale? Maybe it's because you haven't met the right one. A company called Withings produced the world's first smart scale, and they are still the best. In fact, Tom's Guide rated Withings Body Plus the best overall smart scale in 2020. If you are looking to lose weight, willpower is key, but so is having the right tools. Withings smart scales are known for durability and exceptional user-friendly design. Step on and data from every weigh-in syncs automatically to the free app for iOS and Android via Wi-Fi or Bluetooth. Lots of smart scales don't have the Wi-Fi option, and it means you need to have your phone on you. But with Withings Body Plus, gives weight, full body composition, weight trend, even a local weather report. The scale can support up to eight users and even know who is who. So here's the deal. You can get 25% off of Withings Body Plus right now at withings.com for a very limited time. Go to withings.com, W-I-T-H-I-N-G-S.com backslash M-O-B to get 25% off Body Plus Body Composition Scale. That's W-I-T-H-I-N-G-S.com backslash M-O-B to get 25% off Body Plus Body Composition Scale. listening to Locked On Diamondbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. This is Miller Thomas, and here's that continued conversation between the hosts of the Locked On Rockies, Jenna and I. So I love the MLB, but 162 games is just way too many. No other sport does it. I mean, you can lose 60 games. You could play 100 games and still be fine. You'll still be playing more games than any other sport. You could do every other day. I think you'll be fine. And then one other thing that I'd like to see them add is why don't every MLB team play each other? I don't understand why some teams don't ever see each other when you're playing 100. <laughs> yeah, like I was talking about that with Javi yesterday. Like you're playing 160 games. How do you how do you not play every team in baseball? So that doesn't make any sense. But one one final question: uh, Who do you have as your World Series favorites for 2020? Do you think it's Dodgers? Do you think it's Dodgers, Yankees, and then the field? Who do you think is going to win it all in 2020? Um, I originally predicted Dodgers, Yankees, uh, with the regular season going you know, playing the whole, uh, all the games. So now I guess I, I'm not sure if that would mess with the dot. The Dodgers still have so much talent. I mean, as another person in the NL West covering the NL West, like, do you just hate the Dodgers too? I, give me some sort of, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because I think like all of us Rockies fan, every Rockies fan LA. out here is just like, we hate the Dodgers so much. Beat LA hardcore. Um, and last season, at the first home series was against the Dodgers, I think, for the Rockies. And, like, one of the first questions we asked Dave Roberts was, like, do you consider the Rockies rivals? Because the season prior to that, they had played that game 183, I think. Or, um, yeah, 183, that extra game, because they had been tied with the Dodgers for best um, in the NL West. And 
he was like, no, I don't think he like had no respect for the Rockies whatsoever. He was like, aren't the Diamondbacks the Rockies rival? Like our rivals, the Giants. He had no respect for the Rockies whatsoever. So I feel wow. like the Dodgers have no respect for anybody but the Giants. And the Giants are probably going to finish last this year, don't you think? At least in the NL West. Yeah, I actually said yesterday with the crossover at Javi that I, I had the Giants finishing last in the NOS. I probably I think I had the Rockies finishing third behind the D-backs and then the Dodgers obviously fin- uh, finishing first. Uh, how what were your rankings for the NOS? Um, I had the Dodgers finishing first because there's just no way. I actually, uh, I think you're, you're sleeping on the Padres a little bit. Like I think sleeping. the Padres are going to be... Better than you think. Better than you think. Um, All right. I think I had Dodgers. Uh, I think I had the same as you. Dodgers, Diamondbacks, Rockies, Padres. Giants. Giants last. Yeah, like we said. Yeah, and then to backtrack a little bit to what you're saying with the rivalry thing, yeah, I know the D-backs fans out here hate the Dodgers. And then uh, AJ Pollock, the former uh, outfielder for the D-backs, he like a recent he like he got uh, signed by the Dodgers last offseason. Then a couple months ago, he made these comments where he was like, "Oh, it's finally nice to be at a home game and have some fans in the stands." So that just definitely puts a little more salt on the wound. And uh, I know the D-backs fans despise yeah. <laughs> Pollock now. But uh, but uh, yeah. But to backtrack even further, <laughs> I think my World Series favorite for 2020, uh, like you said, is probably the Dodgers. I don't. I think the Yankees just have too many injury woes. I actually still like the Astros coming out the AL, and I think it would honestly be a great storyline if they won the World Series, just because to go from cheaters to now, oh, we're clean whistle guys and we're still winning a World Series. I honestly think that would just be such a funny narrative. That would be kind of crazy, but I feel like no one would actually respect them. They would still say, like, <laughs> yeah. you guys probably cheated. You probably still cheated, you know? Like, it's going to have to be, like, 10 years of them losing again before anyone's like, all right, we'll believe you're not cheating again. Yeah, it would probably feel tainted, but we've seen the Patriots uh, get caught a couple times. And But if you keep winning and keep, <laughs> keep winning yeah, games... Yeah, it doesn't matter. That, yeah, it doesn't matter with all that success, but... uh. I think that was a. Uh, I think I, that's all for the questions I have. Do you have any more for me? I have one more for you. All right. Um. So, you know, you asked me about like what was the one thing that the the Rockies need to get back. You guys got a lot more, did a lot more in your off season than the Rockies. Mm-hmm. Um, is everything you did in the off season gonna make you guys better than the Dodgers? And where do you think your biggest weakness is? Is it offense, uh, starting pitchers, or bullpen pitchers? Yeah, I mean, the D-backs have had a great offseason. Uh, one of the best in baseball. You could put it top three. But I don't think it was enough to overcome the Dodgers. I mean, the Dodgers are just, I mean, they've been to the World Series two of the last three seasons. They just added an MVP guy, Mookie Betts, a former Cy Young Award winner, David Price, who finally figured out how to pitch in the playoffs. So I think what already stacked lineup that they had, already stacked rotation that they had, and then just add those two pieces in there, I think it's going to be tough to contend with. I think you're going to need some hope. Like, I don't want to wish injuries, but teams are going to need some luck on their side to, or some down seasons by some Dodgers for it to all fall apart, I think. But uh, I would say probably the biggest, yeah, I would say probably the biggest weakness for the D-backs, though. I would probably say their bullpen. I don't think it's like a, a huge weakness. I think they have a pretty solid bullpen. A lot of 
guys in the 3-5 to 4-5 ERA, but I would just say they don't have that back-end closer, that back-end of the bullpen guy who I feel like I could give it to in the ninth inning of a one-run ball game and say, hey, go win me this. Uh, go shut this down and win this one for me. So I would probably say that's that's their biggest weakness. There's no one in the back-end of the bullpen that I really trust in the Game 7 of a, of a World Series to close it out for me. For sure. So do you take Blackman or Starling Marte? Oh, um, <laughs> I gotta take I gotta take Starling Marte. I can't can't come on here and take a Rocky. Like, oh, <laughs> how would that make me look? Blackman is pretty good. I mean, he did bat three fourteen last year and thirty two bombs. I mean, Blackman's a beast. I can't I can't deny that. But I'm gonna have to go with uh, Starling Marte for the for the one time. Man, I'm looking at Blackman's numbers here. <laughs> Actually, they're insane. Yeah, his his offensive numbers are great, but he's not a great defender. He's yeah. getting getting old back there too out in right field so I and I think they're probably DH him more anyways this year I would take Starling Marte over Blackman actually wow. if I had to pick okay. but would you uh, take just... Trevor Story or Kettle Marte see I do like uh Trevor Story a lot too but I think I'll go Kettle Marte once again uh I would say Trevor Story is definitely the better uh power guy but I like Kettle Marte's rise I mean Trevor Story is probably right now more uh established i guess i should say but i like uh Marte's rise i mean he was fourth in mvp voting last season so there's no reason why i can't think he can't do it again that's crazy to me honestly to think that he was that's finding out that he was fourth in mvp voting just because i do think trevor story probably had a better year than him last year and not even talked about like not even on the mvp radar whatsoever Uh, i'm pretty sure story had more home runs than Marte, but Marte had a pretty good batting average mm-hmm. and more RBIs. So um, I guess maybe you could say he didn't have a better year than Marte. He just hit more home runs, but still interesting to compare the two for sure. Yeah. And I would say it's because of the D backs record, but Mike Trout teams never win yeah. any games and he's always <laughs> winning MVPs. So that really doesn't matter yeah. at all. But, uh, yeah, good talk today. Great conversation. Uh, thanks for talking to me yeah. today on the, I guess, this crossover edition of the Locked On Diamondbacks and Rockies. So we hate, we, we all are against the Dodgers. We're never going to beat them. That could be our. <laughs> yeah, beat LA. You know, if we just, if we just take the best players on the Rockies and the best players on the D-backs and just combine them, we could beat the Dodgers, I think. Yeah, I think that team could beat the Dodgers, too. We should do a locked on beat LA and it's everybody but the Dodgers, all the hosts but the Dodgers host. That would be pretty crazy. I'd be pretty down for that. Yeah, I think everybody would be. Thank you to everyone who tuned into today's podcast. It was another great week. Uh, so go back and tune to any podcast you didn't catch this week. If you missed any, go back and listen to that. But before you go, I want to know what are you doing for the game? Whether you're the casual follower, the tweets everything person, the beginner, the diehard, the stat nerd, the smack talker, the appetizer guy, the couldn't care less, or the makes everything into a competition person, we all have our place in the sports world. The same personalities apply to fantasy sports, and Lee Kamish exists to ensure your fantasy sports experience is the best one for you. We match managers to leagues as we lay the foundation for your new league. It's as easy as sign up with your preferences, get matched, and approve of that match before any commitment on your end. 
The first 25 people to sign up using our code receive their first match free. So, what are you doing for the game? Find your next fantasy sports league at leaguecommission.com. Thank you to everyone who tuned in today. Go catch an episode of the Locked On Fantasy MLB so you guys can stay up to date with that. Everyone stay safe and stay healthy. Peace.